Welcome home. You're listening to the 180 Church Podcast with Dr. Sammy and friends. Dr. Sammy and friends are resting this week and will return next week. Dr. Sammy D. Kim is a Harvard-trained ethicist and co-founder of 180 Church NYC. He is a Yale Hastings Scholar at the Yale Interdisciplinary Center for Bioethics and the Hastings Center, where he explores the inequities surrounding health, immigration, and social policies, along with professional burnout. He is also a regular contributor to Christianity Today. For more information, please visit his website at samdkim.com. Hey guys. It's now been about six weeks since we worshipped last together physically at our AMC theater. They say that absence makes the heart grow fonder. And man, that could be the axiom of the year. And how much I miss you guys, that could be the axiom of the decade. Man, even though I know the church is in a building and the church in its essence is moving, and we're worshiping together, I miss the gatherings. I miss seeing your faces. And maybe if I just close my eyes for a second and like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz, clap my heels back three times, I'll be transported to the theater where the greeters greet you when you come down the elevator with their smiling faces. You see the cafe in the hallway and you go in to the beautiful other seats with worship being played. What a homecoming it will be, a joyous celebration when, we're, when we gather together again. And I think it's going to be amazing, and I anticipate that moment. And in the same way today, our theme for our worship today is homecoming. Homecoming. You know, as we finished and concluded the Lenten season as we dipped into the Passion Week and saw the excruciating love and cost of Jesus on the cross and the Passion Week and the incredible power and the kingdom power demonstrated in the resurrection. You know, do you know the first place that Jesus visited after he rose was back at Galilee? The Sea of Galilee is where Jesus met his disciples. This is why I'm out here today again, to recreate that image. It was a homecoming. Today, I want you to think about, as you worship the Lord, a few things. Where were you when you you first heard the gospel? Maybe you grew up in church and... It was totally a non-amazing or incredible experience at first. It was just noise. It was just ritual. It was just tribal. But then, when was the moment when it hit home and there was a homecoming? Where you experience viscerally and existentially the power of the gospel. When was that homecoming moment? Your personal gospel homecoming. And for those of you who are seeking even now, 
or those who've come to Christ, not who, who didn't grow up in the church. What was that moment when your first, the first time you visited a church or your friend invited you to 180 or began your faith journey? And when was that moment when there was a homecoming and you came to Christ and you felt His love? Today, it's all about homecoming, a full circle. So as we worship, I pray the Holy Spirit would lead you to remember. And for those who, of you who are seeking, perhaps today is that moment to come home. In the beginning of our service today, we said that the theme for our worship and our message is homecoming. Homecoming comes from the word nostalgia. Nostalgia is two Greek words, agos and nostos. Nostos is home. Agos is pain. T.S. Eliot once said that end, at the end of all our exploring, we will arrive to the place we first started and know it for the first time. There's something painful and beautiful about coming to the place you experience something sacred or profound. Many of you shared with me after watching Good Friday, our Good Friday service remotely and we watched scenes from the Passion of the Christ. Many of you said, I can't believe I've forgotten the excruciating pain and suffering Jesus had to endure for me to redeem me of my sins. Many of us were in tears because we associated the cross and we were in many ways appreciative. And we understood suffering cognitively, but not viscerally, not at an existential level, because we've forgotten. Amnesia is the curse of the human condition. We quickly forget sacred moments and sacred things, sacred places and even sacred memories. The hedonic adaptation from empirical studies prove that we move back to an equal baseline of happiness even if something incredible happens. And this is why I said last week that altars are so critical. This is why today it is so critical and so profound, paramount, to be able to remember your own gospel homecoming. This is what this text is all about. Jesus coming back to Galilee, coming to the place he started as an infant. And now in retrospective vision, in hindsight, 2020, seeing through all the ups and downs, the hills and the valleys, and seeing God's faithfulness, the fingerprints of God all over every scene, every tear, every pain. And for the church, I think this is critical too, because if we forget where we met Jesus and where we heard the gospel and when the gospel hit home for us, it'll be impossible to tell it. Next week, I'm going to talk more about that part, how to tell it, how to preach it, and how to model it. But today, I want to talk about how we can come back to that place of nastos and agos, nostalgia.
So today, let's go to the text and learn how we can remember and recall our own gospel homecoming. Hi everyone, today's scripture is from Matthew chapter 28. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back to the, the, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they took and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I've told you. So the woman hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. And Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brother to go to Galilee. They, there they will see me. While the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. When the chief priests had met, the, met with the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, you are here to, stay. You are to say, his disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. If this report gets to the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain, where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That is the word of the Lord. Amen. So, how do we remember our own gospel homecoming? First, look on your screen. By revisiting our sacred places. If you look at the text carefully, the sacred place that's mentioned in this chapter is mentioned actually three times. And that place is Galilee. Let's read that together. At verse 7, the angels tell the women that visited the tomb, then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. Now remember, this is Jesus' hometown, the Galilean in the bigger providence of Nazareth. So Jesus rose and the first place he revisited was his hometown. Not where the disciples were gathered, but home. Then, if you look at verse 10, it says, Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. And then, again, lastly, in verse 16, the physical location. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. If you see 
very clearly in the text, Jesus and Matthew highlight very explicitly the sacred place. Right? At the end of all our exploring, we will arrive to the place we started and know it for the first time. Right on the Sea of Galilee, Jesus called his disciples on a boat in the water. Jesus told them that he would teach them to be fishers of men. Jesus turned their life upside down. And I'm sure when they saw each other, there was both pain and a sense of home, nostalgia, because they been through the hills and the valleys, the highlights and the bloopers, and the pain and the joy, all in a homecoming. This week, something historic happened at 180. Because of the COVID-19 public health emergency during this pandemic, one of our couples who were supposed to be married in May had to cancel their ceremony. And we discussed a possible alternative. And this Saturday, well, should I say Mrs. Starbeth Moon and Andrew Rowe were married at a private park right near my house, part of actually my association. They married just with me and my wife and Star and Roe the very exact place Andrew Rowe proposed on New Year's Eve this year, 2020, the first day of the year. And it was a powerful moment to remember where it all started. I remember, and there will be a ceremony, of course, in August we're shooting for, but I remember those walks Andrew and Star took around my park because Andrew uh, graciously drives me to church and parks his car near my house. And they would get together in the weekends when Star was not working at the hospital and, you know, they would take walks in that park. They are beginning their life together at that very place. Everything began. And they're going to tell their grandkids and their children one day, which I think they're getting started right away. They want five kids or something like that. They want to beat the Brooklyn, not the Brooklyn Leeds, no. The Long Island, no, sorry, that's a joke. The Queens Leeds. And um, they're going to tell their kids that during the 2020 pandemic, we married at a park. right side of Doc's house. And it's going to be incredible. It's going to be their sacred place. You see, just like that, it's so important to remember your sacred places. Where was the moment? Where was the place where the gospel finally hit home? Where was the place everything converged for you about the love of Christ, that that the one dying on the cross wasn't just an obscure person in history, but your Savior and Lord. And His blood was shed for you and His body was broken for you. Revisit that place.
remember once more where that happened. And I pray the Spirit of God today will help you through His Spirit, the idea of Nastos Sanagos, home and pain, how we've forgotten it. It is so critical because what distinguishes and di differentiates between the sacred and the mundane, like I've said for years, is our memory. We need, we need holy memories. So I pray the Spirit will show you right now and guide you through this so you can really live the power of the resurrection and model it and worship again. So first we said to recall our own gospel homecoming was to revisit our sacred places. Second, in order to really experience that nostos and agos, that nostalgia of the power of the gospel hitting home, we also have to revisit our sacred memories, prophetic memories the Spirit-led memories, sayings that God spoke to us, sometimes in the darkness, what He said in the light. I think it's paramount to revisit sacred memories. Now, if you look at verse 20 carefully, one of the most profound statements and memories that Matthew clearly remembers about the moment, the first day of the resurrection, is that statement, for surely I will be with you until the end of the age before his ascension. Before Jesus gave his commandment, his great commission, the mission that every believer is called and responsible for, he remembered that Jesus said, I will always be with you. The promise, that statement and certainty of God's presence following wherever they would go. It was a sacred memory and a sacred promise. I remember in my own life, if I was just being sentimental for a moment and nostalgic, nostos and agos, my wife last month celebrated 17 years of marriage. Can you believe that? 17. Come on, everybody, clap your hands at home. That's amazing. Marriages don't last that long, but through the power of God, we love each other more than ever before. And it was a funny way to celebrate during the pandemic. But it was awesome with our two kids our house and our dog. But let me tell you the most sacred memory I have that I often visit about our journey together. As Elliot reminds us, at the end of all our exploring, we will arrive to the place we first started knowing for the first time. Do you know where my memory goes to? 
It goes to not even when we were dating. We took the same class, I believe, in our junior year. And in our journal, we did a course on the Sacred Romance, an amazing, amazing book. I would highly recommend it and to journal through with the workbook. And there it was a space in our journal where we wrote down three friends or three people that help us draw closer to the heart of God. And I remember driving my friend then and my wife now about 20 years ago. And she told me while we were driving in the most sincere way and kind of shy, Sam, I was journaling this week about the three friends that help us draw closer to God, the three people. And, you know, you came up and I wrote your name because you helped me draw closer to God. That CD you made me of how to pray and, and developing a prayer room and a prayer closet was powerful. That was the moment I knew that she was going to be in my life forever. I didn't know it was going to be as my wife. But it was a powerful, powerful moment. I remember feeling a strange sensation in my heart. And this goes back to on our first official day, telling her on the, on the pier, looking over the river on our first date, pulling a Ted Mosby with the blue horn, for those of you guys watched How I Met Your Mother, that I loved her. Because in some way, that memory and that scene, you're my friend. You helped me get closer to the heart of God. It resonated so deeply, and it created a bond that fortified our relationship, and I remember that. And I was thankful that I was someone that could add value to a dear friend. Today, in, the similar, in a similar fashion, will you revisit the things that the Lord has spoken to you? That, that moment of homecoming, how he saw you, how he loved you, or how you felt. And you felt chills. Many people share that, that they felt chills tingling sensations all over the body, the love of God and the presence of God at that moment where God had this sacred prophetic memory in your life. Well, that's what Galilee was. And that's what some of these sayings of Jesus was for, was for Matthew. And it reminded him, even at his old age, because he compiled the gospel of Matthew perhaps 40 years after this event. And he recalled not that nostos and agos, that nostalgia, even then, to include it in his gospel, in his letter, to share about his own homecoming. And it has proven to be so powerful for so many people who read his letter. What about you? Today, I pray the Spirit of God will help you remember the things that He has said in your life and that you would experience that powerful, prophetic reminder of that sacred memory. 
And I pray the Spirit would speak to you again and bring to memory those sacred sayings and those prophetic moments now. As we close today, wherever you might be, I want you to stand to your feet from your living room, your screen, and pray with me. Will you pray that the Spirit of God would bring you back to your own Galilee, to your own sacred place, to your own sacred memories, how the gospel finally hit home, how it brought you to tears, how it turned your life upside down, and for those of you who are seeking and investigating faith, watching this broadcast, or for those of you who've been away from Jesus far away until this pandemic, and now you're tuning into this broadcast, and he's drawing you near back to him, I pray he'll transport you back to the place where it first started and now how it can re-begin. And for those of you who are seeking, who've never had this moment, perhaps today is that moment where Jesus meets you in your Galilee. I believe the Holy Spirit is going to move as I could imagine as Jesus went back to his hometown, as he remembered the manger retrospectively, where he was born and grew up as a, a kid, all the hills and valleys, all the highlights and the bloopers, all the joy and the pain, calling of his first disciples. And before he went and ascended into heaven, he remembered with Nastos and Agos the powerful story this gospel was going to be and how it would impact the next two millennia. Oh, it was a homecoming. Will you bow your heads for the benediction? Be still and know I am God. Be still and know I am. Be still and know. Be still. God bless you and the shalom of God be upon you until we see each other again. Blessings. Bye. Good afternoon, everyone. We just want to thank you for joining us for our Sunday service here on Facebook and on YouTube. Before we finish, we have some community news for everyone. We're going to start off with tithes and offering. For all of our members here, we want to remind and encourage you guys to continue to tithe faithfully. You can give through Venmo at Church180. You can make an offering through Zelle and through Chase QuickPay at offering at 180church.tv. Or you can make your offering through PayPal at our website at 180church.tv. Our next announcement is about the Bible Reading Group, which you can find online at 180BRG on Tumblr and on Instagram. 
And here we post just a chapter of the Bible every day so that we can have a continual stream of God's word in our lives because we don't live on bread alone, but we live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Our next announcement is about our prayer text hotline, which you can access at 5397prayer or at prayer at 180church.tv. In everything that's going on in our lives and the lives of our loved ones, especially in this time now today, we have the prayer text hotline available so that we're not praying alone, but that we're praying in community and that others are praying with us. All prayers are held in confidence, but they're lifted up. So again, we're not praying alone, but we're praying as a community. So for all of the things that are going on in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, if you need prayer, this is the place where you can turn. Our next announcement is about small groups, where we can come together to discuss the things that are going on in our lives, where we discuss Dr. Sammy's message, and where we can go deeper into where God is calling us and leading us to grow. We're meeting up virtually right now, so if you're interested in joining a small group, you can go to our website at 180church.tv and email Pastor Billy, and he'll get you plugged into a group. We have adult groups that meet every Wednesday at 7.30. We have young adult groups that meet on Thursdays at 7.30. And our college group is meeting on Fridays at 7.30. And again, it's all done virtually, so no matter where you are in the city, you're more than welcome to join us. Our next announcement is about all the different ways that we can stay connected on social media. As I mentioned before, we have our Bible reading group, which you can find at 180BRG, both on Tumblr and on Instagram. We also have our church Instagram page at 180church. You can check us out on Facebook at 180church to find out all the community news that's going on. You can find our uh, YouTube page at 180churchNYC, where we post all of our videos and our sermons. And I have a feeling that if you're watching this live right now, you might already know about one or two of those pages. You can also find Dr. Sammy's Twitter page at Dr. Sammy Kim, where he posts all kinds of great articles and all kinds of encouragement to help spur us on in our life with Christ. And last but not least, we have the 180 Church Podcast with Dr. Sammy and Friends. Hosted by Pastor Lydia and Joe Liu, it's centered on a critical discussion of Dr. Sammy's sermons, and it's a great resource for helping spur us on in Christ. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts. Our next announcement is about the 180 Cares Packages which we recently gave out to all of our first responders and medical professionals within our community. And I have to say that having received one myself, it really made a difference to know that people were thinking about me and people were reaching out and showing love through these care packages. And what we want to do is we want to expand this program to reach out to the people in our lives that we're thinking of, that we want to show that they're loved, they're known, that they're cared for, um, and that we are thinking about them. And especially during the pandemic where people are social distancing and it may be harder to check in on people at times, we want to make these available for you guys, for the people that you're thinking of, that you want to reach out to whether it's someone that you're always talking to or someone that you might not always get the chance to talk to. We want to make these care packages available for you to send to your friends and to your family, to your loved ones. If you want to reach out to someone with one of these care packages, you can head over to our website at 180church.tv and email Pastor Billy and he'll help you get set up with one of them. That's all of our announcements today. If I've missed anything, you guys can check out our website at 180church.tv. Thank you guys for joining us again, and we hope to see you soon.